Hello there, incredible body of Christ, Calvary Bible Church, Nassau, Bahamas, and welcome to other online viewers. Today's devotional is My Body Wouldn't Help Me. Interesting title for a true story of from our family, from when our son JD was small. By the way, I've gained his permission to tell you this story. It's only fair. When we were on vacation as a young family, we were in cottage country in Ontario and there were roads there, cottage roads that were undulating. They were going up and down like a snake almost, rise to a little valley to a rise and so on. And we were very far behind JD who was way ahead of us on his two-wheeler bicycle. And we were enjoying our walk until we looked and saw that JD was on the wrong side of the road. But not just that, he was on the middle of the lane of the wrong side of the road on the other side of a rise such that a driver coming toward us would not see JD in harm's way. So I began to yell, get over. I began to swing my arms, yelling louder when he didn't move, saying, get over. You're in danger, get over. And of course he wasn't moving. And so I started running toward him because I could see the truck was getting closer and closer to the rise that JD was on the other side of. And he was getting to be more and more in danger. I broke into a full sprint, was running as fast as I possibly could, was waving my arms as frantically as I knew how. And I was sweating and I was yelling, get over, there's a truck coming, get over, move over. Well, he never moved. And the truck was going slow enough, fortunately, that the pickup came over the rise, saw our son in the middle of the road, standing on his bicycle, and the truck very smoothly and safely went around JD, no harm, no foul. But you can imagine, by the time I actually got to JD, I was worked up. I was hot, I was sweaty, I was agitated, my adrenaline was rushing, and I wanted to know from my son, why didn't he obey me? And so I started giving him a very stern lecture that why didn't you obey me? Your life was in danger. You could have been injured and killed. Why didn't you obey me? Did you hear me that I'm telling you to get the side of the road? With that, JD, a young JD, a little boy really, tears started rolling down his cheeks. And he said, Dad, my body wouldn't help me. He had frozen up hearing the anxiety and pressure in my voice. He had frozen and he knew what I was telling him to do, but his body wouldn't help him. Of course, I went from anger to, to weeping myself and embracing him and telling him how glad I was that God had spared him any harm and that now I understood that his body didn't help him and he wasn't being defiant, but he was locked up. That reminds me of, for all believers, we still have flesh after we get saved. When we get saved, the Holy Spirit comes to live inside of us permanently to control us, to empower us, but we still have our old flesh. Some people call it the old man or the old woman that's in us. And so our flesh is such that our flesh will never help us to be righteous. We'll be locked up, frozen, incapable of moving and changing whenever this flesh is in control of our Christian lives. 
My body wouldn't help me. My old man wouldn't help me. My flesh wouldn't help me. Romans 7 verse 18, a chapter on Paul's battle with the Holy Spirit within him and the flesh that lingers, going in and out of doing what God wants him to do and what God doesn't want him to do. He says in 17 of Romans 7, so now no longer I am the one doing it, but sin which indwells me. Paul's saying that he still had flesh and his flesh at times would lock him up when it comes to doing righteousness and obeying God and he'd wind up disobeying God and being unrighteous and then be very, very sorry for it. Maybe you can relate to that. I certainly know that I can. In Galatians 5, we have a chapter that sharply contrasts the flesh and the Holy Spirit. Every Christian has a civil war raging within them constantly. It's a war between their flesh and the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is battling flesh and flesh at the same time is battling the Holy Spirit. It's a civil war that will not end until we see Christ through rapture or physical death and we're glorified. Listen to the deeds of the flesh. When your flesh, your old man or woman is in control at the driver's seat of the car of your life, this is what it looks like. Galatians 5, 16, but I say walk by the spirit and you will not carry out the desire of the flesh. Now here's what the flesh wants to do. For the flesh sets its desire against the spirit, that's a capital spirit, a Holy Spirit, and the spirit, Holy Spirit, against the flesh. For these two are in opposition to one another so that you may not do the things that you please. You see, in our default setting, what we want to do to please us is the flesh. And the flesh will not help us. Like J.D.'s body wouldn't help me, he said, the flesh will not help me as a Christian to live a victorious, spirit-filled life. You know, you can't fight a fire with fire. You can't fight your flesh with your flesh. The way to fight a fire is with water. And water can fight fire. And where things get drenched enough with water, they stop burning. I'd like us to remember that, as J.D. put it, my body wouldn't help me. And just like he shed tears of fear and desperation and frustration, may we shed tears when we know that our flesh is controlling us and it's not in any way going to help us to live righteously or holy to God. I'd like to pray with you. Lord, we thank you for this reminder that there's civil war going on in each Christian's life, invisible but nonetheless real. We pray, Lord, that we would not put our reliance in the flesh to fight the flesh, but that we instead would put our reliance in the Holy Spirit to fight our flesh, that we would desire and ask to be filled and controlled by the Holy Spirit with each word we speak, with each thought we think, and with each action that we do. Lord, thank you that we can know victory over the flesh, even though there is a civil war, we can know victory over the flesh in the Holy Spirit. May we be in the Holy Spirit. And we pray in Jesus' name and for Jesus' sake, amen.